Hey there! Since you're already on your phone or your computer, I have a quick little favor to ask. If you enjoyed listening to Goop Tales and haven't done so yet, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts? Simply visit gooptales.com forward slash review and you will automatically be redirected to our podcasts page on Apple Podcasts. That's gooptales.com forward slash review. One star means you don't like us. Woohoo. But five stars means you love us. And since you're already there, just push that subscribe button and it's the best way to ensure that you will never miss a new episode. In the previous episode of Goop Tales, we met Sarcasta, a curious goop girl who was always a little sarcastic. After getting pulled into the ocean while sarcastically teasing her goop friends, she popped up in the Gulf of Thailand. And then, while playing with some sea foam, a large whale named Crunch came up to feed and swallowed Sarcasta whole. Fortunately, Sarcasta met Ren, a little fish, and together they found a way to escape Crunch's stomach by riding a large litter ball out of his mouth and flying all the way back to Goop World. She couldn't wait to tell her friends Madam and Mad Adam, the Mad Twins, all about her adventure. But they were aboard the Gan train crossing Darwin. Let's see how they got there and what kind of journey they're on. The Mad Twins were so well known. They were sometimes put on a throne. If it was thrills you sought, the twins were always ready to trot. But beware, just the slightest thing awry, and the twins would not hold back a giant sigh. Welcome to Goop Tales. My name is Maria Calancini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. So I created this podcast as a way to engage the other senses while escaping from the screen and to experience entertainment and education in a new way. And the Goops were originally created by the author, Gillette Burgess in 1900, I believe it was. It might have been 1904. That is over 100 years ago. So my mom read the Goops when she was a child, and then she read them to us. They were mostly just poems and very little stories. But I was so in love with the idea of the Goops. I have seven siblings, and we would read all the Goops, and we would call each other. We would be like, oh, you're Never Share. Oh, you're Dewanu. Oh, you're Excitabelle. And we loved to make up Goop names for each other. I've just always been in love with them. I'm also in love with traveling, other cultures, and adventure. So I brought these two loves together, the Goops and the world around us. And what I aim to do in Goop Tales is allow you to discover new cultures and to experience the exotic beauty that is everywhere. 
even in sometimes the most boring places like a sidewalk crack. To meet new and exciting characters, new animals that you might never have heard of, and to get to meet some new goops, especially the ones that all of these listeners have created beyond the original 52 goops, which is what Gillette Burgess created. So if you have a curious mind and want to discover new cultures, learn interesting facts about different countries and fascinating animals, keep on listening. Today's story is episode 81, and it's Madam and Mad Adam and the Luxury Gan Train. This story was inspired by two different listeners, Andrew and Luciana. Now, I may be mispronouncing that, but I've been told that she goes by Lucy. Andrew left a review on iTunes, and he said, I love Goop Tales. I'm Andrew. I'm eight years old. I only get to listen to podcasts in my mom's car, but I listen to Goop Tales close to dinner time. I have a Goop name. It is a boy. His name is Madam, and he always gets mad. I hope you will write him in a Goop Tale. And then Lucy wrote in separately with the idea of Mad Adam. And she wrote in and says, Mad Adam gets mad at the littlest things. I am six years old and I love Goop Tales. We listen to them on Spotify whenever we drive someplace. I love how they start out good, then something bad happens that turns into something good. Mad Adam would carry a wand and wear a crown. Mad Adam, who is very kind and sweet, gets mad at people for no reason sometimes, and then of course feels bad about it afterwards. Also, I think it should involve fairies, trolls, or magic, and maybe involve Niagara Falls. I wanna thank both Andrew and Lucy for these suggestions. What I did is I took a little creative liberties and I thought that these two, since they're both mad, would make great twins. I wanted to do a twin boy and girl, so I made Madam a girl. Madam is a girl, Mad Adam is a boy. They're these great twins called the Mad Twins. They have so much fun together and are adventurous. I hope you're okay. Andrew and Lucy that I did that with the twins and they actually carry red squishies, but you're going to find that out. All right. To see our drawing for the goops and all of the photos, meaning the drawing of the mad twins, if you want to see what they look like, all of the photos that go with this story, as well as the cover for the story of Madam and Mad Adam and the luxury Gan train, you can just visit gooptails.com forward slash episode 82. That's episode, the number eight, the number two. Okay, if you've already sent a goop idea for a story or have written a review like Andrew did or just sent us an email like Lucy did, listen until the end to see if you get a shout out. Chapter One. Once upon a time, there were two very raucous yet captivating goop twins named Madam 
and Mad Adam. They were brother and sister. Together, they were known as the Mad Twins or the Mads. The Mads were full of energy and a zest for life. There was nowhere they wouldn't go, whether it be into a hidden cave or into a giant beehive. If they got a sense of the unknown, they turned into explorers. These qualities made the Mads a hit amongst the other goops. Pushem was always one step behind them on adventures. And if ever the Mads were hesitant about moving forward, Pushem would just push them over the edge and then laugh with delight. <laughs> and he certainly wasn't alone. Screener and Screenalina loved to tag along with the Mads and marvel at their adventures while recording everything with their screens. If you wanted to experience life on the edge, the Mads were the goops to do it with. But all that risk-taking came at a price. The Mads were known to explode and get furious if things went wrong. Once, the Mads, Pushem, Screener and Screenalina, and Carolus went on a hang gliding expedition. The Mads went hang gliding while everyone else came along for the ride, and Screener and Screenalina took videos of all the goings on. They had asked Carolus to bring extra snacks for everyone. Now, Carolus, being her careless self, completely forgot the extra snacks. She had every good intention of handing out peanuts and candy, but she hadn't remembered either. When they arrived at the hang gliding site, the Mads looked around in excitement. I can't believe we will be flying through the air like birds, exclaimed Madam. We will soar, replied Mad Adam. We, we will, will film, film it all. all, chanted the screener twins. And I will push you off the edge, squealed Pushem. Carolus just stood by and smiled. The Mads looked at her. Did you bring our snacks? Asked Madam in a light tone. Carolus hung her head and looked down to the ground while biting her top lip. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot. I'm sorry, she muttered. Mad Adam and Madam stared at her. As their faces grew red, they were like two little volcanoes about to explode. How dare you forget, said Madam in a very upset tone. I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to, replied Carolus. I can't believe it. We should have never asked you, Carolus. Now we won't have any snacks all day said Mad Adam in a very angry voice. I'm furious, said Madam as she stamped her feet. Mad Adam stamped his too. Carolus turned and hung her head. Pushem and the twins felt awful to see the Mads so upset and Carolus so sorry. Little meaningless things like this were the sort of things that pushed the Mads over the anger edge. 
It was for this reason that most of the goops fled when the Mads started to get angry. Sweet Toothia, however, never fled. She didn't mind the Mads getting angry. She would just watch them as she sucked on a sweet and twirled around in her wheelchair. Then she would say, Just give your squishies a squeeze and squeeze out your anger. Sweet Toothia loved to say this and watch as the Mads would squeeze the red ball squishies they each carried around. First, their faces would turn red, and then their entire bodies as they squeezed, squeezed, squeezed. Eventually, all the red would disappear, and so would the anger. Sweet Toothia particularly loved the Mads because they took risks. She was in a wheelchair, And that was sort of scary to the other goops because they weren't sure how to handle her wheelchair. But not the Mads. The Mads would say, Come Come on, sweet Toothia. We are are going to take take you on the ride of a a lifetime. lifetime. And then they would push her all over the place as if her wheelchair was a race car. Sometimes they would even hop on the back and go flying down hills with her. One fine, clear winter day, when the sun was bursting in the sky after weeks of rain, the Mads decided to take Sweet Toothia on an adventure. Let's take her to the skate park. Early in the morning, we'll have the whole thing to ourselves, said Madam. Excellent idea, replied Mad Adam. The Mads grabbed their red squishies put on their jackets, and flew out the door and over to Sweet Toothia's house. She was out front and ready to roll. Let's go, exclaimed Mad Adam, as he pushed Sweet Toothia quickly towards the skate park. We are going to have the best time. No one else will be there this early, and we will have it all to ourselves, said Madam. As they approached the park, the twins looked at each other. Both of their faces grew a little bit redder. There, right in the middle of the skate park, was Erlidin. She had on roller skates and was flying up and down the hills. She isn't supposed to be here, said Madam as she stomped her foot. It's okay, said Sweet Toothia. No, it's not, said Mad Adam. I'm so mad at her. Me too, said Madam. We're We're mad, mad, they said together. Then they both began to stomp their feet. Up and down they stomped, their feet clanging against a metal grate below them. On the fifth stomp, the grate broke, and the Mads fell right through and disappeared. Chapter 2 As the Mads descended into the seemingly endless hole beneath them, they heard a rhythmic sound like a train. At first, it sounded like a faraway kind of chugging train. But as they fell deeper, 
the sound turned into the slow rhythm of a train that came to a clean, smooth stop. Just as the train stopped, the Mads landed inside of a train station. They stood up and looked around. Look, said Madam, as she pointed at a sign that said Adelaide. Adelaide? questioned Mad Adam. That is in Australia. The Mads turned and faced each other, and both of their faces lit up. They had read about Australia and the outback, and it had always seemed like a wonderful place to have an adventure. The outback was so huge and vast and remote, and it had so much wildlife. There were kangaroos, saltwater crocodiles, dingoes, venomous snakes, frilled neck lizards, and thorny devils. The thorny devil was of particular interest to the Mads. Madam drew in a deep breath. (sighs) We need to see a thorny devil. Mad Adam smiled and then looked around. The Adelaide Railway Station had a charming, old-school feeling to it, like it was thrown back in time. Let's explore, said Mad Adam as he motioned for Madam to follow him outside to the platform. It was empty and quiet. I wonder if there are any other trains coming soon, murmured Madam. Just then, she noticed a movement down at the other end of the platform. A long rope-like shape had appeared and then disappeared behind one of the walls. Look, a snake! It must be one of the poisonous snakes of Australia, squealed Madam as she pointed toward the wall. Mad Adam looked, but didn't see anything. Then the snake shape appeared again. Only this time, it didn't disappear. The Mads squinted their eyes as they stared down the platform, trying to make out the shape. Silently, they moved forward to get a better look. Madam carefully took her red squishy out of her pocket and rolled it down the platform. It stopped just in front of the snake form. Nothing happened, so the Mads moved closer. And then they watched in astonishment as a furry paw reached out and grabbed the red squishy. The twins both bulged their eyes and looked at each other in delight there was a mysterious animal right around the corner. Hi, mates, said a young kangaroo as he peered his head around the corner and swished his tail, which the twins had thought was a snake. Oh, sighed Mad Adam. I've always wanted to see one. Well, here I am, Kipper, in the flesh. The Mad smiled and introduced themselves. Are you here to ride the Gan train across the outback? asked Kipper. The what? said the twins together. The Gan, of course. A famous luxury train that crosses the outback, replied Kipper. Luxury train? That sounds fabulous, said Mad Adam. It does, chimed in Madam. Then you're in luck, mates, said Kipper. Kipper then went on to explain that the Gan was a luxury train that traveled from Adelaide all the way to Darwin, straight through the Australian outback. Kipper, 
being a luxury lover himself, knew all the ins and outs of the GAN. He liked to sneak on during the low season in January and take over a platinum cabin. The platinum cabins were the most luxurious, with seats that converted into beds and an ensuite bathroom. Kipper said that every so often, he enjoyed getting out of the dusty outback and enjoyed watching it go by from the comfort of his cabin in the GAN. There was one glitch with his plan, though. Kangaroos were not welcome on the GAN, and it was very expensive. Since Kipper was a kangaroo with no money, this presented a problem. But no worries, mates. I know how to work around this, explained Kipper. He then went on to tell the Mads that he had learned the ins and outs of the GAN, and he knew how to select an unoccupied cabin and slip through the corridors unseen. He also knew how to order food and have it delivered to his cabin without anyone knowing that he was a kangaroo. The Mads were fascinated. They both listened to Kipper intently as they dreamt of traveling the outback in luxury on the GAN. Mates, there is just one thing I need to warn you about, said Kipper. The Mads leaned in to hear. Jasper, the porter, he knows everything that goes on in the GAN and he doesn't like uninvited guests. But I know how to avoid him, said Kipper proudly. At that exact moment, they heard a train whistle. The GAN was getting ready to leave the station. They looked up, and at the end of the platform was a middle-aged man with a large belly, a dark mustache, red cheeks, and a black cap with gold trim. He was assisting a passenger onto the train. With a slow twist of his head, he turned and stared down the platform straight at the Mads and Kipper. His mouth gaped. It's Jasper, whispered Kipper. Chapter 3 Quick, follow me, said Kipper, as he hopped behind a kiosk on the train platform. They needed Jasper to forget about them and busy himself with other passengers. Kipper knew the quickest way to do that was to disappear. The Mads stood still as statues, waiting for Kipper's cue. In just a moment, I will say go, and when I do, I want you to run for that door, said Kipper, as he pointed to one of the very last passenger cars on the train. Kipper peered around the kiosk. Jasper was nowhere to be seen. Now go, he whispered, and the three of them shot off into the passenger car and disappeared from the platform. Once they were inside the train, there was a sense of quiet luxury. All of the noise from the platform disappeared. The car was cool 
and inviting after having been in the hot train station. There were curving, narrow passageways with doors off them. The Mads began to go deeper into the car, but Kipper stopped them. Wait, he whispered. I need to investigate first and make sure the coast is clear. Kipper had the twins stand quietly in a dark corner at the end of the car. He instructed them not to move until he returned. Then he silently moved throughout the entire car, going in and out of every cabin and looking for signs. Kipper had been sneaking around the GAN for years, and he knew every trick in the book. He was looking for cabins that wouldn't be occupied by traveling guests. Cabins without welcome cards and chocolate mints and fresh bottles of water. Those cabins would most likely remain empty for the entire trip. And that was where the Mads and Kipper would stay. The entire car seemed to be empty. No passengers would be staying on it. Kipper was thrilled. This meant there would be lots of privacy at this end of the GAN. A whistle blew, and Jasper could be heard saying, All aboard! Then, ever so slowly, the GAN began to move. The Mads looked at each other and smiled. They could feel the start of a great adventure. Kipper went back to the Mads and said, We are in luck, mates. The entire car is empty. It's red class, but it's still quite nice. What is red class? asked Madam. Kipper explained that the GAN was a luxury train with three different class tickets. There was the lowest one, which was red. Red class had seats only. They were very nice seats, but they didn't turn into beds. The gold class was the next level up and that had seats that converted into bunk beds. And finally, there was platinum class. Platinum class was the highest and most luxurious. It had seats that converted into beds, and it had an ensuite bathroom. Once Kipper was finished with his explanation, he looked at the Mads to see that their faces had grown red. What is it, mates? He asked. We We want to be be in platinum class and and we're we're mad, said the Mads in unison. I mates. Red class is quite nice and it's just the start. I aim to get us into platinum, but that can be a challenge with Jasper. Let's start here for tonight. Our next stop will be Alice Springs. We'll try and change there. So the Mads and Kipper settled into the red class. Kipper made his way to the supply cabinet at the back of the car and gathered all sorts of snacks. Look, mates, he said, as he spread out an array of chips, candy, soda, water, and Vegemite sandwiches. The twins were thrilled. So the three of them sat in a red-class car and gorged themselves on treats as they watched the Australian outback from the comfort of their luxury cabin. The outback was vast and dusty and red, as if it had been burnt by the blazing sun for over a thousand years. 
The red landscape was dotted with dry bushes and covered with endless skies. This is the best, said Madame. We get to sit here in a cool, air-conditioned cabin and see all of this? Yep, it's pretty good, but it would be even better if it were in platinum class, sighed Mad Adam. Patience, mate, said Kipper, before he was interrupted by the sound of the sliding doors between the train cars opening. The mats and Kipper froze. Someone had just entered the train car. I blimey, who's been in here? said Jasper as he rummaged through the storage cabinet. I'll find you, and you better not be that blimey Rue I've seen hanging round the station, he said with a snarl. Chapter 4 The Mads and Kipper stared at each other. Kipper shook his head back and forth and motioned for them to stay still. No one blinked. They could hear Jasper moving closer. I will go through every inch of this car if I have to, but I will find you, growled Jasper. They listened as he tore open cabin doors and turned over pillows and blankets, looking for signs of an intruder. The Mads and Kipper flattened themselves against the wall, trying to disappear, but it wouldn't be enough. Jasper put his hand on their cabin door, and just before he whipped it open, his radio beeped. Jasper, we have a small emergency in Platinum. Mrs. Dreedle has lost her chihuahua, and we need your assistance. Jasper fumed and then gained his composure. I might. I'm on the way. Then he released the door handle and disappeared. Everyone breathed a huge sigh of relief. That was close, mites. I think we'll be safe here until tomorrow. And then we'll do it all over again. Only tomorrow, I think we're going to go for an upgrade. Upon hearing this, the Mads smiled at each other and said, Platinum! For the rest of the day and through the night, they enjoyed the air-conditioned comfort of the red car. Early the next morning, Kipper snuck into the dining car and gathered up some bananas, pumpkin bread, and orange juice before anyone came around. Then he slid back into the end car, dodging Jasper along the way with his usual hiding spots. Mites, I got us some brekkie. Eat up. We'll be in Alice Springs soon, and we can sneak out and explore. When we get back, we'll sneak into Platinum class. I overheard Miss Dreedle telling her husband she was so upset about her chihuahua, and she didn't want to lose him again, so she said they were leaving the train at Alice Springs. Get ready for a night of luxury, thanks to Mrs. Dreedle and her chihuahua. The Mads clapped with joy and then dug into their brekkie. Within an hour, Kipper was giving the Mads a tour of Alice Springs. The Mads clung to Kipper's back as he showed them around. First, he took them to see Aluru, also known as Ayers Rock. He told them how Aluru was a huge sandstone monolith in the middle of the outback 
and known as a sacred resting place for ancient spirits. From the moment they arrived at Aluru, the Mads were in awe. Not only was it magnificent to look at the burnt red monolith emerging from the earth, but the Mads could feel the sacred power of the rock. Something like this that had survived almost half a billion years being baked by the blistering outback was a sight to behold. The Mads stared at it for quite a while, and then they turned and looked at Kipper. Madam said, We shouldn't get so mad about such silly things. I was just thinking the same thing. If a Luru can survive out here for 500 million years and still be this magical, we have nothing to complain about, said Mad Adam. And on top of all that, we have platinum class waiting for us tonight, mates, added in Kipper. Come on, mates, off we go. We don't want to miss the gan. Just as they began their journey back to the gan, Mad Adam spotted a thorny devil. They smiled in delight, and Kipper said, That's good luck, mates. The three of them sped through the outback and back to Alice Springs, just in time to sneak aboard the gan. They spotted Jasper at the end of the platform, assisting a passenger into gold class. His back was turned to them. They hopped aboard, and Kipper led them to Mrs. Dreedle's abandoned cabin. Inside, they found a box of chocolates with a note that said, Please accept our apologies, Mrs. Dreedle. We are sorry that your chihuahua escaped, but so happy that you found him. If there is anything we can do to make the rest of your trip more enjoyable, please don't hesitate to ask. The Gan team. Aye, mates, we've hit the jackpot. It must be that thorny devil, said Kipper. Then he went over to a small table in the cabin, pulled out a piece of paper, scribbled a note, opened the cabin door, and put the note on the door handle, along with a do not disturb sign. What was that? asked Madam. I just left a note telling the dining car that we'd like a three-course steak dinner. With all the trimmings, mate. Just leave it outside the door as I can't be disturbed. Then I signed it. Sincerely, Mrs. Dreedle. The Mads both whistled. They were impressed. That night, the Mads and Kipper feasted like kings and fell into a deep sleep in the luxurious platinum-class beds, all thanks to Mrs. Dreedle and her chihuahua. The following morning, When the gan pulled into Darwin, Kipper sprang into action. Come on, mates. It's the end of our journey. We've arrived in Darwin. We need to get out of here before Jasper comes through. Kipper opened the door of the cabin just as the gan pulled into Darwin. He and the Mads stood right near the exit door, waiting for the train to stop so they could hop off when all of a sudden Jasper came around the corner. Blimey, I knew it! I knew you were here somewhere! He bellowed as he lunged forward for Kipper. Madam threw her red squishy between Jasper's feet, and he tripped. Blimey, he groaned. The train stopped, and Kipper didn't hesitate. He pushed open the exit door, and the Mads flew out behind him. They all tumbled onto each other on the platform, 
And then came Jasper in hot pursuit. Mates, this is where we say goodbye. Thanks for the fun, yelled Kipper as he hopped off into Darwin as quickly as possible. The Mads did the only thing they could. They grabbed each other's hands and ran like the wind, <laughs> laughing all the way. Their laughter attracted a nearby swooping bird who wanted nothing more than to swoop down and see what all the fuss was about. He swooped up the Mads and flew off just as Jasper caught sight of them. But it was too late for him. The swooping bird flew high above Darwin and then dropped the Mads into the Timor Sea below. They fell and fell and landed with a splash in the water. Only it wasn't the Timor Sea, it was their bathtub. They looked at each other and burst into laughter. <laughs> Let's go find Sweet Toothia. We have to tell her everything, exclaimed Madam. But Sweet Toothia was nowhere to be found. She was staring down a pharaoh in a museum in Cairo. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, if you have a goop idea that you'd like to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it over. To send your idea through a voice message, you can visit gooptales.com and on the right side of the screen, you're gonna notice a little green button that reads, leave a 90 second voice message for Maria. If you send a voice message, not only are you gonna get a response from me, cause I do respond to these, but also if we end up choosing your goop for a story, we might even play your voice message on the podcast. Would you like to hear your voice on the podcast? If you're curious to see the cover drawing for this story and the photos, the real photos of the GAN train and the Australian Outback that go with it, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 8282. Now, I would love to see your drawing as well. If you're feeling creative, just draw a picture of Madam and Mad Adam and ask a grown-up to tag us in it on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptales. Now it's time for shout outs. And I want to just take a minute and thank Gracie, Beatrice, Hugo, Elijah, Tamara, Giancarlo, Lorenzo, Logan, Eveline, Will, Hunter and Sawyer, Indy, Owen, and Nora. Just, I want to thank you all, and I hope I didn't forget anyone, but I want to thank you for writing in and leaving a review or a voice message. I've taken all the people that have left it since my last podcast. So if you didn't hear your name, it doesn't mean I didn't get it. It just means these are the ones since the last podcast. I love reading your comments and listening to your messages. So thank you, thank you, thank you. One more thing. Before I go, I'm so curious to know what you thought of today's story. So I found out so many interesting facts about the Outback and the Gan train while doing my research. For example, did you know that the Gan is named after the Afghan camelers who once traversed that route in Australia? It's 1.1 1 
kilometers long, the train, and it's the longest passenger train in the world. If you're curious to find out more about the real place behind today's story, then you don't want to miss my next Behind the Story episode. This is also your chance to send in questions that you'd like me to answer about this episode in the Outback. If you have some, please get on it and hurry because you're going to have to send in your email or your voicemail on the Sunday that you hear this or the Monday after so that I can answer them and get all the answers ready for Behind the Story, which comes out four days after the episode. Don't forget to describe. Don't forget to subscribe. You will get notified when it launches. Okay, until then, make every day a goop day.